0: Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Luke LeBen and joining me through the magic of the internet is my dear friend Kevin Connor. Hello! Hey there! You, uh, staying warm in this storm of the century?
1: You know, I had to go outside and shovel uh, my parents' snow yesterday, and that's the first time I've shoveled okay. in, like, five years, and yeah. uh, my body is broken.
0: Well, mm. I, j- I shoveled and I snowblowed yesterday, because, uh, you know, I got a house now, so that's something you do. And then uh, la- it snowed, like, two nights ago, so I moved my car so the plow could come. And then I moved it to let my wife out and uh, left it there overnight. And they, like, straight up plowed a pile right into the driveway. And so I just had to go shovel. It was, like, petty-ass plowers. Yeah, who, like, no, that that's when I went to me. shovel...
1: At my parents' house, because they, like, have the rest hired out, but, like, there's the plow stuff, and it's the worst. It's super heavy, and it's super dense and icy. Yeah. And uh, So
0: there's mountains out there. Yeah, it's not fun. Snow. Knee deep in that cold white stuff. Um, That powder. Speaking of uh, things that are cold, uh, you see this, uh, this trailer for that Cruella DeVille origin story?
1: I thought you were gonna say, "Speaking of things that are cold," this segue, uh, but I did.
0: No, I'm I'm referring to the cold heart of Cruella Deville.
1: Yeah, you know, I always, when I was was a kid, I was like, "What's up with that lady who wanted to skin over 100 dogs?" Oh, is that what she wanted to do?
0: I I didn't really remember much of her deal, but I. I think it's cool that Disney's trying to do like these gritty origin stories for like their Disney Dark Universe. <laughs> so, I uh, I came up with a few pitches of Disney villains that I'd like to see origin stories for. So, okay, I'm gonna run them by you before I pitch them to the old Mouse Ears himself.
1: All right, I'll I'll give you some feedback on where you, you gotta go with them.
0: Great. So this is a segment I'm calling Pitch Sesh. All right, I got to put on my uh, my voiceover voice here. Uh,
1: Are you going to do it in a world?
0: uh, Similar. All right. On the mean streets of Dickensian London, a determined rat orphan with a heart of gold takes a job as a driver for a wealthy family. Soon he discovers the unsavory means by which they make their fortune, selling black market cheese and committing raticide. That's rat homicide. This young idealistic rodent compromises his conscience for the almighty dollar and rises through the ranks to become the most feared furry crime boss in all the queen's land. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is Radigan.
1: Yo, uh, we got the rock for this?
0: Yeah, yeah, we got Dwayne involved. And uh yeah, for those who don't know, Radigan is the villain from The Great Mouse Detective, uh, which is one of my personal favorites. So it's gonna be like the rock and all the other actors dressed as rats, like the cats movie. But we leave the buttholes in. That's where they went wrong.
1: Well well, you know what they said about cats is that it wasn't gritty enough. Right? It needed it yeah. needed to be dirtier.
0: Yeah. And what's dirtier than the butthole cut? So we're leaving the buttholes in for this one. It's all rats, um,
1: it's all buttholes, and it's all The Rock.
0: Exactly. Uh, and there's, like, you could do some good, like, crossover with that Young Rock show he's got coming out. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Is, like, are
1: we getting a Rock cinematic universe? Oh, it's
0: it's on NBC. It's like The Rock's life story. It's like him as a kid. It's called Young Rock.
1: I hope that the finale ends uh, with him in that photo where he's in like the black turtleneck and has the chain. It's it's the best photo. No, Google like young rock photo, and it's it's gonna make your day.
0: Oh yes, yes, I have seen that. Very good. And he's even got a fanny pack. Nice, like that.
1: (laughs) Honestly, I'll watch that TV show.
0: Right. That's his, uh, Rattigan outfit. We'll just put some fur and some ears on him. Perfect. Uh, okay, moving on. On the mean streets of Agraba, a street magician follows his passion for sleight of hand, but struggles to make ends meet. When his performing can no longer support him and his feathery friend, he attempts to sneak into the Sultan's castle and steal his riches, only to be caught by the temple guards and killed in cold blood. Now this bird is out for blood, and he enlists witches to resurrect his fallen comrade and take revenge on the sultan. Gilbert Gottfried is Iago. Yes, this film contains bird butthole.
1: <laughs> yeah, that common theme, animal buttholes, throughout. Right. Uh, you know, with, their, with the with their great mouse detective, well, honestly, we should call this one the great rat detective. Um that's true. I wasn't sure where you were going. I was like, oh, are we in like the Aristocats? Like uh but the second Agrabah came over the the yeah, headphones. I was know. like, oh man, are we getting a Jafar movie? But nope. No, let's no, go no. more Iago. Iago. Yep.
0: And we uh changed the canon, so now Jafar is the resurrected corpse of a street magician. So that's fun.
1: You know what? That's that's no big deal.
0: Yeah. All right, last one. All right. A hotshot district attorney is on the rise in the cutthroat political landscape of Atlantis. When Aquata, the daughter of King Triton, is brought in on drunk diving charges, she refuses to compromise her morals for the almighty dollar. However, in a cover-up attempt, King Triton banishes her to the darkest depths of the ocean, where she lies in wait, (laughs) plotting her revenge. Lizzo is Ursula. (laughs) Also, you see Sebastian's butthole.
1: Of course. Uh, fantastic <laughs> casting, casting. Yes. Um, was Ursula a district attorney, or are you just taking some liberties?
0: I'm definitely taking some
1: liberties. Okay. I do
0: not remember a lot of these characters' backstories at all, so I just made up my own. I don't think there, w-
1: there, was many, uh, there was much elaboration. It was just like, oh, they have black eyeshadow on, they're evil.
0: Right, right. I guess I could have incorporated like, doesn't she steal Ariel's voice? Maybe I could have done something there, but no, she's a DA, an aspiring
1: mermaid <laughs> voice coach.
0: Yeah, who doesn't want to see Lizzo as a hotshot DA with tentacle legs in Atlantis? I come on,
1: I'm in. That that's yeah. You know what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna say yes to Ursula. You're gonna greenlight it. I'm gonna greenlight Ursula. Yes, I am gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have to pass Iago. Okay, uh, I we, understand. We can't afford Godfrey. He's he's far too expensive.
0: Also, Godfrey's voice for a full hour and a half might be a bit crazy. <laughs> a
1: bit shrill. <laughs> uh, and you know what? We are going to do some further research for the Great Rat Detective.
0: Yeah, yeah. We uh, can. I'll let you punch it up. I'll send you the script, and we can. Uh, we yeah, can talk. yeah. We're, we'll workshop it. All right. Sounds good.
1: I. You know what? Can I? Can I do an impromptu pitch?
0: Yes, please.
1: It's. It. We're. We're moving to Disney adjacent. Okay. Uh, but recently, I just watched the first two Toy Story films, which mm. are the only ones that I can watch without crying. Oh. Every three, three, yeah, and yeah. Four, three and I'm four are emotional. I want Zerg. I, oh, want, I, I want. I thought like you were gonna a, say Sid, but who's oh there? God. I don't want to know anymore about Sid. <laughs> I want like, like, cause Buzz Lightyear's a toy, right? Like we we spend a whole movie deciding that. Of course. I want to see the thing that the Buzz Lightyear toy is, oh, is based on.
0: Is fighting against? Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. No. Like I want like Buzz Lightyear the show, but not a toy. Hmm. The man. The man. And Zerg is his father. I mean, it writes itself.
0: I do not know who Zerg is. I do not remember this aspect Aww. of Toy Story.
1: It's it's a great Star Wars reference in, in 1997, 9, whenever oh. Toy Story 2 came out. It, it was timely and it hit really hard.
0: Oh, you're pulling from the sequel. Nice. That's a deep yeah. cut. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll uh, bring that when I uh, go pitch to Walt himself. I'm, uh, pitching to the cryo tank that they got him in. (laughs) You're cracking him open? Yeah, if he blows bubbles, that's how you know that you're greenlit. All right, this has been Pitch Sesh. All right, well, let's get into some tunage. Uh, this is, of course, best song ever. We don't just deliver great Disney origin stories. We also play the best new songs and artists and, uh... You know, I've been called a lot of things in my day. I've been called, uh, Lukey two times. That was when I was saying everything twice, saying everything twice. Uh, I've been called Lusty Ben. That's my name on OnlyFans. And, uh, today I'm going by a new name and that's Lush Lukey because (laughs) all of my songs today are Lush synthy jams. Ooh. Yeah. You're in for a treat.
1: I'm glad we're not doing the Lukey two times phase again because that was incredibly frustrating. Frustrating.
0: Yeah, uh, that would probably double the time, the runtime of the podcast. So I don't think that's gonna work.
1: And we're already going long, so play them
0: hits, Luke. <laughs> so my first lush jam comes from the band Thyla. Uh, are you familiar with them at all?
1: No, I'm not. Tell me more.
0: So they are an English synth pop. And uh, they record within a dockside warehouse, uh, which is a pretty sick recording space.
1: Is not all of England a Dockside warehouse?
0: I it you know what's funny is actually an artist I'm gonna play in a future episode. I did an interview with Charlie from T V Priest, and they <laughs> recorded in a similar there's this more industrial area, but a similar I okay, guess so
1: industrial warehouse so right. warehouses. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of that warehouse
0: recording studios out there. Um Thyla has released singles and uh, two EPs. And now they are prepping for an upcoming album in their long awaited debut uh, will be coming out this year. And this is the first taste. And we're just going to get right into this. Here's Thyla with Breathe.
1: diggity dog yes uh i liked that a lot i i came into it like kind of knowing it was going to be a synthy jam and i'm glad that it did what it did is that it built into the other instruments that they kind of featured yeah i was so hoping for a little bit more drum fill throughout i thought that would have been really cool uh but they they built into the guitar and then we got a little more drums and I was like okay I'm I'm happy like I'm I'm down for this.
0: It's interesting you say that cuz I was reading this quote from Millie Duthie, who is the lead singer and she said Breathe was written in the early hours of the morning and at one point she says imagine a film where the main character never actually gets the happy ending you've been so long yearning for and uh So she said, the song is about loneliness, estrangement from family, and close friends, yet despite this feeling a sense of inner strength about the situation. Uh, So it's like, yeah, that sort of unfinished, uh, little bit of unsatisfied, that's sort of what they intended, the sort of mix of... A little unfulfilled, I, I they nailed it. It's yeah. Perfect. Right. And uh, I like how it builds too and kicks in, uh, and that great synth line sort of leading it, uh, and the, yeah. is the beating heart of it all. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. a a great uh, first track. Excited to see what the this debut album will be from this uh, new band. So that was Thyla with Breathe. And that is from a yet to be announced debut album out later this year.
1: Well, Luke, uh, this is a a topical uh, artist's choice because we've talked about, you know, the snow outside and how it's cold and what is that but weather? Oh and yeah. And where do you study weather? But at a weather station, right? Or the weather station uh, that we've talked about. We talked about this last week the weather station's new album have you listened to it all the way through
0: not the weather report
1: not the weather report although i'm waiting for new stuff come on guys yeah um i have
0: listened to it all the way through and it is wonderful yes i enjoyed it very much
1: so the weather station is a project from canadian actress and musician tamara lindman and she released uh ep two weeks ago and then like three or four days later the full album came out Hmm. it was kind of a strange release but listening to that original ep i was like oh man this is really good and i was waiting for more and then for once spotify did well and was like hey kevin you might like this and gave me a notification for it and i was like yeah spotify you're right i would like that and you did i did so this album is chock full of good tracks but the the third track on it, Tried to Tell You, is mm. kind of another building emotional song that really fits in with what you just played, Luke. It sure does. So why don't we give a listen to The Weather Station with Tried to Tell You.
2: Ooh,
0: gotta give that a lordy, lordy, Barry Gordy.
2: Ooh, yeah.
0: That album is so good and very different sounds going on. I feel like this is a, a bit of a surprise when this type of song comes on after the the couple before it, which are like totally different styles. The robbers yeah. sort of like more brooding with some interesting like percussion, and then. Uh, when this one comes on, it's like, oh, my ears perk up. And I love how it's still like building but restrained. And then when those strings come in and then the synths the at strings. the end. Oh, it's so beautiful. And her voice is so unique and interesting the way she moves it. And uh, it's just amazing song all around.
1: Yeah. Uh, do you know Roberts, which is the, the first track, was her directorial debut for the music video? Oh, nice. It's really cool. It's really unnerving because she looks to camera and begins to sing and then stops singing at certain lines and then at at certain points like starts singing again. So it's, it's really... Mm-hmm. It's kind of contemplative and a little freaky. I
0: was going to say, it sounds a little creepy. I yeah. like it. And, you know, I'm also going to have a music video director who is a little creepy coming up on my... <laughs>
1: A uh, lineup. What a tease. What are the chances of that? <laughs> that was The Weather Station with a Try To Tell You off of Ignorance from Fat Possum Records. In 2021, I'm bringing DeFrench. You remember my uh,
0: production, Bring the Noise, Bring DeFrench, right?
1: I can't believe you said you'd never do it again.
0: Yeah, but I'm doing it. I'm bringing it out of retirement. He's uh, doing it, folks. Uh, He's bringing DeFrench. I am. And uh, what I'm referring to is, last episode I played La Chica, which was uh, a French-Venezuelan artist out on a French record label. Now I have a uh, British-French synth-pop group called Francois and the Atlas Mountains. And uh, I was actually reading that Francois Mary, the frontman of this band... Uh, used to tour with Camera Obscura, which is an amazing band with the song French oh, Navy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I didn't even realize that history. Uh, but I heard this new song, and it was such a synthy sort of cosmic jammer that I needed to play it. It is called Tune Tour. I'm sure I'm butchering that. Even though I am French
1: by ancestry, I uh, do not speak the language beautifully. Luke, are you telling me that you're bringing me a French cosmic jammer? Uh, that's exactly what I'm telling you. I uh, I don't know that I'm ready. I think you
0: are. and uh, this. Yeah, I gotta be, right? You gotta be. Ready or not, here it comes. Uh, this album is called it's basically blue banana. It's banana blue, uh, which is French for blue banana, which is the title. I, this goes a little over my head, but it is a geographical theory originally conceived in the 1980s, which is like, it's talking about like blurring the boundaries of different like cities and making a megalopolis, which is some wild stuff. But then, uh Francois sort of relates that to uh relationships and humanity and uh this is a quote from him. I've often asked myself what my relationship history would be like if I had been born on another continent. Our idea of love which comes from the 18th and 19th centuries is ingrained in the walls and aromas of cities, cafes, nights out at bars text messages, artificial lights, romantic getaways, and city breakups, as if European electricity emitted some kind of romantic scent. So we're smelling electricity
1: in the French mountains. Yeah,
0: that electric romantic scent. Gotta love that. Uh, So let's uh, get a whiff of that as we listen to Francois in the Atlas Mountains with Tune Ateu.
3: Jour même de loin cette étrange, même en plein jour Je ne trouve pas le chemin Je nous vois faire des détours Tu déjoues mes tours, ça ne fait rien Tu ne perds rien pour attendre Silence, absence, demain Je ne perds rien en retour Construis la tour qui de loin Te surveille j'y séjourne, joue la distance, prince malin, te ferai croire que se détourne l'histoire vers d'autres lointains, Il faire luire mes atouts aux au chair de satan, reviendrai croiser le fer de ton cœur de chienne au besoin, même la cour. Chant des sirènes, ça me fait rien.
1: Diggity Dog. Yeah, that dog. That, you know what, the your last song, I wasn't sure, and it it, it grew on me. This, like, five seconds, and I was like, yep, that's it. I like yeah. this. It's, yeah. I like just floating in space, kind of beep-booping through. Uh, right. The middle part where the harmonies came in, the, the background vocals were incredible.
0: Love I loved that. So good. Yeah, and the video is very, like, cosmic, floating through space, uh, and... Uh, I love how there's, like, that sort of minor groove that's kind of dark and mysterious sounding. And then the major swell when it goes to the, like, brighter sounding part. It's all great because the groove in the beginning is good enough. And then it switches up on you and you're like, whoa. So fantastic. And some beautiful vocals singing in French much better than I could ever uh, say that title. (laughs) So (laughs) gotta love it. But yeah, I uh, have heard a few singles. There are a few singles out from this album. "Holly Go Lightly" is good, and uh, "Cuckoo," which uh, there is a takeaway show. Are you familiar with those La Blogatech Tech takeaway shows, Kevin?
1: No, you just said a bunch of words I didn't understand. Yeah,
0: uh, a bunch of French stuff. Um, but they uh, they've been doing these videos since like back in the early two thousands. There's like great ones with like Arcade Fire and Fleet Foxes, and there are all these like live performances, uh, usually set somewhere in France, and uh they uh just do like interesting locations and like one-take performances. And so he's got one of those out uh for cuckoo. So is it kind of uh, like a
1: French Austin City limits or like NPR Tiny Desk concert?
0: Yeah, kind of. It's more like a guerrilla type filmmaking where it's like They'll like follow them around and uh, do like the take in like some beautiful location. It's okay. they're they're pretty unique. I they, yeah. I'll send you some links. They're I some think I know links. what I'll
1: sp- I'll spend the rest of the day doing. Yes.
0: So that was Francois in the Atlas Mountains with tuneature. Apologies. Uh, from Banana Blue. Uh, out February twenty sixth
1: on Domino. So Luke, we're f- we were floating in space. We sure were in a in a French spacesuit. Yep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna crash us back down to Earth. I'm gonna shove our face in the sand. Oh we're, God. You, we're gonna do, crash. Do you hear that? We're going to no, no, no. Oh no. It, it, it was it was gentle. Oh, okay. Oh, good. A gentle crash. And do, do you hear those waves? Oh yeah. The, the in and out of, of high tide. Ah, the ebb and we're, flow, yes. We're going to the beach.
0: Hell yeah. Now, it is too cold for the beach. We gave the weather report earlier. It's the storm of the century here.
1: We are at a beach somewhere where it's not cold, wherever that may be in the Southern Hemisphere. Or in our minds. Or in our minds. Probably cheaper to go to. Yes. So, I'm going to play you a track from Heather. Uh, No A. Just H-E-T-H-E-R. Heather is a solo project of LA-based 25-year-old Paul Castelluzzo. And... He put out an EP in twenty nineteen that was titled Heather Who. Uh, have you ever heard of this guy? No.
0: This is new to me. Excited to hear this,
1: it. This I found this uh his most recent album that came out, uh Sticky Thumb, and it's really varied in each song. Uh it the first three or four tracks all take a totally different approach to the the beachy, almost Sam and Paula sound that he has. Hmm. He did an interview with Flaunt's Nate Rynasky uh, two years ago that I found some information from. And uh, he started writing his last project after the death of his sister. And the music was therapeutic to start writing and producing for himself. Mm. He was super sad when he started these songs, but he didn't want to write sad music. He wanted to echo the nostalgic happiness I felt as a kid. That's a, That was a quote from him. Wow. And I think that's what this album also does, is that it kind of hits the nostalgia that uh, a lot of music can i like that yeah and he, he later went on to say i'd like for this project to head towards the beach i see how they're touring the world i see how they're making someone happy i see how they're making someone cry i see a lot of things for this project i believe that if you truly love music it will love you back my main goal is just to brighten people's lives and hopefully give them that tingly feeling you get after hearing a song you really like
0: cool so after we hear this song i'll let you know if it made me feel happy if i cried or if i got tingly
1: that was about his last ep but i think that mood completely continues into this new one so why don't we give a listen to the title track sticky thumb from heather
0: I'll give that a lordy, lordy, beachy baby.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah. That was an interesting take. I Not what I expected when you talked about the beach sound. Uh, just that sort of driving bass with them sort of like, okay, I'm hearing a little bit of surf rock, a little uh action going on. And then the floaty falling away with you part was very interesting. I liked the dichotomy there and then how it just sort of jumped back in and goes back and forth.
1: What I didn't tell you, Luke, is that we had just gone from space down to the beach, but we were going right back up there.
0: Yes, we went uh, just ping pong and back and forth.
1: Yeah, that track's really manic and that's how the whole album kind of is. It's a really cool project. I think top to bottom, there's not a song I don't like.
0: That's sweet. I want to check that out now because that was interesting. It was kind of hazy and uh, like fuzzy, but then really well produced and dreamy. I liked that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even remember how I found it. I just like hit play on the album and was just like, "Whoa, what is this? Sick find, my dude." Hey. So that was Heather from the title track Sticky Thumb from Ear Slime Records. And I'm going to give you uh, a pro tip, Luke. If you're looking for that record label, be sure to put records in your Google search. Or else you're going to have a bad time.
0: Yeah, I I can imagine that would bring up some gross results there. Alright, well I promised a music video director who's kind of creepy... And I, uh, must deliver on that promise. Uh, this song I'm about to play is from an album that is being reissued after being out of print for 10 years. And this is the album Lamaze by Geneva Jacuzzi. And... Geneva is a performance artist, musician, music video director, and uh this album is a collection of recordings from 2004 to 2009 and they're essentially demos but they're so well made and uh she's essentially a pioneer of the lo-fi bedroom pop genre which like nowadays we've seen so many of those like and back in 2010 i feel like there wasn't as much of a popularity for that genre whereas now you have someone like car headrest who sort of starts making his own sort of bedroom pop and then rises to massive popularity and there's many other artists like that Tons, but um yeah, so this uh, album is super interesting. Very creepy at times. I love it. It can be eerie or pulsing or lush or bouncy. Uh, all manner of awesome electronic beats, unique synth sounds, and various other instruments that uh, combine to form this hazy soundscape. And it, it weirdly sounds like it could be out of the 80s, But also I feel like you'll hear on this song we're about to hear, uh, it's kind of ahead of its time. So it's outside of time in a weird way. It also has a spacey cosmic feel. So it's good that we went back up to space uh, and we'll float there. And this song kind of sounds like, speaking of space, it kind of sounds like a robot or an alien, like trying to understand human emotion
1: and so i've i've cheated a little bit here luke in that i i looked ahead at what the song was so i could find it yes and it, it, this is a robot questioning its emotions
0: yes do i sad do is i the sad? Name Of the song do i sad and so we're gonna try and figure out uh that together do we sad Uh, collectively. So let's take a soak in the jacuzzi as we listen to Geneva Jacuzzi with Do I Sad.
1: I did a sad you did a sad I did a sad I wanted to have a three for three hot diggity dog uh but this robot beat track (laughs) but instead you did a sad (laughs) I I did a sad that's that's such a wild track uh it's it just like from moment one where it's just like slowly goes what right is
0: sad I love (laughs) the sort of different disembodied voices too uh which is interesting
1: I was sitting in the dark as we uh, as we listened to our music, just like cackling to myself <laughs> at the beginning of that yeah it's I don't know if it's if it's supposed to be really funny, but it is really funny.
0: it is, and I think there are funnier ones there there's definitely an absurdist element to it, and uh I but actually, you know what's weird is it kind of made me think about a deeper theme because she's talking about. Um, I want sad. And that's like the one that she repeats in the chorus, sort of, is I want yeah. sad. And I was thinking about like how you know when you're struggling with depression, I've dealt with this before where you get sort of like comfortable in it and you do get sort of addicted to your sadness and you do want sad and then she's like make me sad. I want sad. Um not sure if that was what she intended, but that was an interpretation that I pulled from it and uh yeah she's known for having like absurdist theatrical performances and oh you want to laugh even more Kevin and uh enjoy the absurdist nature of it even more watch the video uh she's like got some crazy makeup and like a top hat and uh Oh hell yeah the uh she did a a theater piece called Dark Ages Uh, where she would, like, perform some of these songs and different things, where she would hijack public spaces and um, uh, would just, like, show up. It was like a pop-up, would just show up and do things, um, which crowds that witnessed these uh, had varied emotions, at times protesting it as a vulgarity of hubris or as a grotesque display of bad taste. So... (laughs) If you got reactions like that, you're probably I, doing something pretty cool.
1: I, I think my reaction to the song is exactly what she was going for, so yeah. hats, top hats off. Yeah, there uh, you go. That's great.
0: Um, You mentioned there's also a song called Love Caboose, which is a lot of fun, so there's some humor to it. Uh, I actually genuinely just love the sound of Do I Sad. The lyrics are funny, but uh, I think the synth sounds going on are great, and... The sort of, uh, you know, we always re-reference older decades, and I think there are a lot of people more recently referencing the 80s things. Look at The Weekends' last album, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I'm like, uh, it's kind of ahead of its time, but also it's nostalgic for another time, but also it's just out in its own world, and uh, I got to love it for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So that was Geneva Jacuzzi with Do I Sad from the Lamaze reissue, which is out February 26th on Mexican Summer. And I am conducting an email interview with Geneva, so that will be coming out on Off Shelf in the weeks to come, so look out for that.
1: Luke, you spoke about Geneva Jacuzzi's impromptu performances, and I, as the uh, self-proclaimed youngest host of Best Song Ever, ever, uh, I'm in touch with the youths. I know what they're up to. Yes. You're and, uh, always
0: on the TikToks with your C hey!
1: Very relevant. So our next artist, uh when I discovered this track on Spotify, had less than five thousand monthly listeners, is now up to two hundred and forty thousand monthly mm-hmm. listeners. But has 3.1 million followers on TikTok. Whoa! Special thanks to my girlfriend Annie for researching that because I don't have TikTok and my only exposure to it is when she says, hey, do you want to see a funny TikTok? And she shows me them.
0: <laughs> I uh, Yes, my wife had got me on TikTok. I got an account now so I can look at the, the fun sea shanties <laughs> and other things on
1: there. Sea shanty talk is what I live for. So, I'm speaking about Jesse Murph, who apparently is a 16-year-old TikTok superstar. What? Uh, and one, one day last month, I was listening to Spotify's New Music Friday playlist, and it was on shuffle, and it fired me way down into the middle of it. And this song came on, and I went, whoa, this is cool. And I tried to do any research... And uh, could not find anything about Jesse Murph. So Mysterious. after doing some, some, a lot more digging today, I finally cracked the case that uh, Miss Murph is, in fact, a TikTok superstar.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: So uh, I'm going to play her one and only song that she's released so far uh, Upgrade. Wow. Getting and, in on the ground floor. Yeah, that's, that's what we do here. Uh, the, A really kind of dark and sinister pop track. Uh, My favorite line is near the beginning where it's a song written out of spite, which I wish we got more of. Uh, And one of the (laughs) lines is, quote, Y'all gonna have some ugly ass babies. And uh, if you're gonna go after someone, you go after them hard, I guess. So why don't we listen to Upgrade from Jesse Murph.
4: Baby, that ain't an Upgrade. No way in hell, but you tried, babe That yeah, bitch is crazy And y'all gon' have some ugly ass babies If you think that's no upgrade You must be out of your mind, babe You must be crazy If you think you could ever replace me can't believe you fell full of fake I know that bitch, she's on my dick Been trying to take my place One step in my stiletto She gon' fall right on her face Oh, she like the dirt Cause she been digging her own grave I never asked who you were calling And I gave you truth like you was calling But you had one too many Gin and tonics. Hope he got you What the fuck you wantin'? Baby, that ain't an all no way you help but you try it. That bitch is crazy. And y'all gon' have some ugly ass babies. If you think that's an upgrade, you must be out of your mind. Babe. You must be crazy. If you think you could ever replace me. So you're not fucking with this, but you're fucking with that Got your bitch all on my tits, cause she wants what I have She can have what I have, she can go through all my tasks Cause I'm over it, nah, no, I don't want you back Baby, that ain't enough, man. No way you help but you try, driving. That bitch is crazy, and y'all gon' have some
0: I can't think of a better representation of the different styles that we're into more than Geneva Jacuzzi. I've got the weirdo art-like piece, uh, lo-fi, absurdist thing, and then you have this uh, dark pop track, spiteful track from a TikTok superstar. Uh, I and i laughed the first time i knew it was coming it's saying though right Ugly as baby slide you ugliest, can't say that to that someone funny. it's it's a crazy I thing LOL'd. to say lol that was explicit too there yeah, were some swear words Barry, I, which I, I appreciated i did i uh <laughs> um, i don't want to like
1: focus too much on the fact that she's 16 but like if i said that as a 16 year old i would have definitely been grounded
0: yeah uh i i liked the concept of like you know you think it's an upgrade you can't replace it. that's it's very fun concept uh stylistically not my thing but uh hey i the music
1: i made at 16 was not on this level so i'm power to her i i'm not exactly totally on board with this either i'm very curious to see what else she does though because i think there's a really cool level of production on this Uh, I think vocally she delivers a really cool performance. So like I'm I'm my curiosity is piqued. I want to see what comes next.
0: I could see that being played on like uh, a TV show or a commercial like some some theme song for some like vampire show or something. I could see that.
1: (laughs) But yeah exactly. So that was Jesse Murph with the single Upgrade out now on Columbia Records. All right, well, we got one last thing
0: to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week
1: in Shouts. We've got uh, Katie Curry with the upcoming Cool Dry Place. Looks to be a cool album. Uh, We have Perfume...
0: Stereo Gums album of the week, that one. indeed.
1: We have Perfume Geniuses Immediately Remixes, uh, an album of remixes from prior project from him and uh you know i don't know that this is going to get a listen but i did want to bring up there's a new icp ep coming out oh an icp ep an icp ep kevin were you there
0: at the detroit music awards when we met them no i everyone i know has met icp
1: because who hasn't annie's dad met them once and it's it's a truly wonderful (laughs) photo of him in between the two of them
0: they uh are secret Christians too apparently so that's interesting
1: well um, they're putting out the yum-yum lure EP uh to oh, boy this last Wednesday so uh, if that's your thing have fun with it yummy
0: all right uh <laughs> my shouts uh first off shouts to hand habits uh Meg Duffy who uh, formerly toured with like Kevin Morby part of Woodsist always puts out good stuff so the um dirt it's out tomorrow uh wild pink who brian played on the pod before uh, a billion little lights also the god fahim and your old droog two great indie rappers teaming up and they made it the yad fahim like yad for your old droog and the god fahim so it's the yad fahim that's a fun that'd be fun exciting. title play there <laughs> yeah um and then another Michael, who I played their song New Music and uh, their album New Music and Big Pop, is out. Uh, so check all those out today. We are, of course, the Sons of Three Daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to PlanetAntPodcast.com and check out the Planet Ant YouTube. Always great new stuff going on over there. And, of course, offshelf.net. Check it out, it's on the internet uh i've got a couple interviews that will be going up there soon circa uh geneva jacuzzi will come in the near future and uh tv priest will be coming in the near future as well so look out for that as well as all the other good stuff over there so that's going to do it for us this week as always i'm luke laben saying you better check your perspective
1: and i'm kevin connor saying go ahead chase those waterfalls This is best song
0: ever, goddammit!
1: This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.